Hello and welcome. I'm Carolyn and you're listening to Behind Bars. Today's case is almost unbelievable, almost being the key word. When I first heard about it, I thought it was a plot for a movie or something, not a genuine event. It's a case that over 25 years later still haunts the city of Liverpool. This episode is all about James Bolger and his murderers, John Venables and Robert Thompson. Sound familiar? Anyone who hasn't heard the name James Bolger before is probably thinking this is very similar to other cases I've handled. What sets this case apart from all the rest is one detail. When they killed James together, Venables and Thompson were only 10 years old. Normally, I'd start with some background of the victim or the criminal, but since James was only two years old when he met his fate, there's not much to say about him. I don't think your personality is particularly developed by that age. I mean, I'm sure he was a sweet kid and would have grown up to be a great guy, but even Einstein or Leonardo da Vinci hadn't really accomplished anything by the age of two, so what can I say? Anyway, let's get straight into it. On a cold winter's day, the 12th of February 1993, Denise Bolger was out shopping with her son in a shopping centre in Bootle near Liverpool. They arrived around 3pm and were met with the huge rush that happens every Friday afternoon at every English shopping centre without fail. Don't ask me why it is, it just is. Denise, along with many other panicked mothers, were hurrying all over the place, trying not to miss anything off their shopping list, while simultaneously keeping track of their toddlers and young children. That same day, 10-year-olds Robert Thompson and John Venables were blowing off some steam in the same centre. They had a reputation for skipping school, which they always lived up to. They were also well known amongst shopkeepers for being involved in minor crimes like theft. By three in the afternoon, they'd already nicked a can of blue paint, a troll doll, a few sweets and some batteries. It's clear that they shoplifted more for the thrill than anything else. As far as I know, there's not much you can do with a doll, paint, batteries and sweets, and definitely nothing that would usually interest two young boys. Most things that they couldn't be bothered to carry around for the rest of the day, they threw off the escalators at various points, to cause a bit of extra chaos. Eventually, they got bored of this. By then, they'd been in this shopping centre for hours. They started joking about taking one of the hundreds of little kids in there, and pushing them into the busy road outside. At least, the people who overheard their conversation thought they were joking. Another young woman was traipsing around the shops with her young children, when she noticed Venables and Thompson waving at her three-year-old daughter. She didn't think much of it. They were probably trying to entertain the girl, or themselves, and definitely didn't represent any threat. They were only about four and a half feet tall each, not your usual gangster criminal. (laughs) She returned to her children a moment later, only to find they'd both disappeared. She found her daughter quickly and asked if she'd seen her little brother. The girl told her the two-year-old boy had, quote, gone outside with the boy. The woman ran outside in a panic, clutching her daughter's hand and dragging her along, when she spotted her son following John Venables, one of the ten-year-olds she'd noticed earlier. When she first saw them, he appeared to be beckoning her son towards him and getting the two-year-old to follow him. But as soon as he noticed the boy's mother, he pointed at her and loudly told him that his mother was over there and he should be too. After this failed attempt, Thompson and Venables lay low for a while. They went back to stealing small items and annoying members of the public. They were hanging around a food cart, hoping to steal some sweets, when they caught sight of their next target, a toddler named James Bolger. 
He was standing in the entrance of the butchers while his mother Denise was placing an order. In the five minutes she was looking away from her son, Venables and Thompson struck. They struck up a conversation and soon persuaded him to join them. The trio were caught on CCTV at 3.42pm, with each of the ten-year-olds holding one of James' hand and leading him away from the butchers and his mother. This picture has become iconic and was used over the next few weeks by almost every British newspaper on the front page. Many, many different witnesses remember seeing the strange group leaving Bootle. Most of them assumed they were brothers on a day out. Every so often, James would run ahead of the other two and prompt Venables and Thompson to call him back, saying, quote, Come on, baby. Meanwhile, Denise Bolger was freaking out. Sometime in the ten minutes she'd looked away from her son, he disappeared into thin air. She was living every mother's worst nightmare. She hurried to a nearby security guard and told him she couldn't find her child. She gave him a description of him and his clothes, as well as his name and age. After half an hour, there was still no sign of him, so the police were called. Soon, the entire shopping centre was on the lookout for a two-year-old boy named James Bolger, but they were too late. The boys had made their escape just a few minutes earlier. Thompson and Venables led the toddler about two and a half miles away from the centre and out of Bootle when they finally stopped. James yelled for his mum multiple times, but when neither of the ten-year-olds replied, he kept following them, not realising he had any other choice and terrified of being stranded in this unfamiliar place. Eventually, they made it out of Bootle and into the city of Liverpool. Over 40 witnesses could remember seeing them that day. No one stopped them. There are a lot of varying accounts from some of them about how willing James appeared. Some say they saw him being dragged along, kicking and screaming, while others say the toddler seemed to follow the boys, happy and content. I doubt he was being physically forced along, or surely someone would have stopped them, but that doesn't mean he was happy about it. Thompson and Venables dropped James on his head near the canal, leaving a huge, bleeding bruise. They pulled his hood over his head in an attempt to cover it up, but it didn't hide the wound completely. He started to cry loudly, which is what most people remember hearing, but all the boys did was laugh. They joked about throwing him in the canal, but knew someone would see them if they killed the toddler in such a public area. When they started moving again, adults who passed them became much more wary and even suspicious about what the young boys were doing. At one point, they were stopped by an elderly woman who asked if James was okay. Venables and Thompson told her they found the toddler wandering around lost at the bottom of the hill and were trying to take him home. The lady suggested that they take him to the police station instead. They told her they would and continued on their way. Another woman they bumped into offered to take him there herself, but she had to retract her offer when she couldn't work out where to leave her own young daughter, much to the relief of Thompson and Venables. And so the group continued into Liverpool until they reached an old, isolated railway in Walton. The railway was still used occasionally, but very few trains passed over it. They arrived there shortly after 6pm. They briefly hesitated and debated whether they should just turn back now and pretend they were never there. But after some debate, they convinced each other to go through with it. Knowing that no one could see them and no one would think to go down there, Venables and Thompson began to torture James. They punched and kicked him all over, threw blue paint at him from the can they stole earlier, 
and completely covered the left side of his face. Then they grabbed some of the bricks, stones and rubble that surrounded the railway and pummeled him with them. They also stuffed batteries in his mouth, although he didn't swallow any of them. Finally, they found a giant 22-pound fish plate nearby and dropped it directly on James' head, fracturing his skull in ten different places. They decided they needed to disguise it as an accident. The railway line became especially convenient at this point. They dragged the toddler's body all the way down to the line and weighed him down with stones and rubble. Then they fled the scene. When a train passed by that evening, it ripped the tiny corpse in half. It was found and reported two days after James' murder on Valentine's Day 1993. The pathologist reported that there were so many serious wounds on the boy that it's impossible to know for certain which blow killed him. Pictures of James were circulated around Liverpool and the nearby areas, which prompted more than 20 witnesses to come forward, saying they had seen him with two older boys on the day he went missing. The police also found the CCTV footage of the three boys leaving the shopping centre at quarter to four that day. An anonymous tipster identified John Venables and Robert Thompson as being the boys who kidnapped James Bolger. They were arrested on the 18th. When the police questioned them separately, they turned on one another almost immediately and both claimed that murder was the other person's idea. Venables confessed the same day and asked to see James' mother, Denise, to tell her how sorry he was. Thompson was a harder nut to crack. The detective who interviewed him noted that he was a cold, hard individual. Both of them were charged for the murder, and the story became the most talked about thing in the whole of England. Venables and Thompson's identities were kept secret in the newspapers, because they were only ten years old. But apart from that, most details of their trials were run in the papers every day. They were convicted as juveniles, although they were only a couple of months above the age you can be held legally responsible for crimes in the UK. They were and are the youngest people to be convicted of murder since the early 1700s. They were both sentenced to a minimum of eight years in a juvenile detention centre, basically until they turned 18, at which point their case would be reassessed. The judge closed the trial by saying their actions were of, quote, unparalleled evil and barbarity. When they did turn 18 in 2001, both of them were deemed to be model prisoners and fit to re-enter society, so they were released. They were also given new identities. Since then, Thompson has kept his head down and stayed out of trouble, but Venables did anything but. The court had to get him to change his name several more times because he started telling his friends he was a convicted murderer and giving away gruesome details of the case. He was imprisoned in 2010 for illegally downloading photos of abused children and again in 2017 for the same charge. Overall, he served more time for this than for murder. That was the case of James Bolger and his 10-year-old killers. Thanks for listening and have a great week. Don't forget to go check out Patreon and follow Behind Bars on all the social medias. All the information is in the podcast description. Okay, bye!